What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Brio Beardscape. The Brio Beardscape rules. I uh, I, I first got introduced to the Brio Beardscape uh, through an ad I did for the for the video show, but. I kept using it after the ad, and man, did I just fall in love with this thing. And I've now been using it for over a year on its first battery charge. The Beardscape is a portable, rechargeable buzzer with adjustable blades and several different attachments. Uh, It's got ceramic blades instead of steel, so they actually are even more lubricated and require less maintenance than your normal steel-on-steel clippers. Um, The Beardscape... It's dope. It's it's a really, really good um, system. The adjustable blade on the Beardscape allows for a perfect stubble or body hair trimming options, and the guards are great for haircuts or long beards with increments between 1 millimeter and 18 millimeter. There's a guard for whatever length you're looking for. Brio is a great company with good customer service, and uh, and like I said before, the battery on this thing lasts a really, really, really long time. So uh, use code SMOKING at checkout at brio4life.com. That's brio, the number four, the word life.com. Code smoking at checkout. We'll get you the best price online for the Brio Beardscape. Uh, also this week, in our Blipshift store, Blipshift is our exclusive t-shirt partner now. Uh, we've got two new shirts. Uh, last week, we talked about the Million Mile Lexus finally hitting a million. This week, we've got a shirt to commemorate that with the, uh, the graphic being the nine digit or the the six nines nine 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 where the odometer will be for all time as Andrew Collins at Jalopnik called it a permanent achievement badge. Uh, we've got that that one and then we've also got the imperfect cars make perfect stories, uh, which I love showing my Lamborghini broken down on a flatbed truck. Uh, so they're both available from today through March sixth only, and then they're going to be gone today through March sixth, twenty nineteen only, and that's at blipshift.com slash TST, blipshift.com slash TST, or go to thesmokingtire.com and just click store. Okay, on this episode of the podcast, uh, we've got former advertising executive and uh, event organizer Peter Volney. Uh, Peter is a vintage Ferrari uh, enthusiast and collector who organizes not only the Scottsdale Cars and Coffee, but also the Concour in the Hills, their annual uh, Concour event. Interesting dude, Uh, and if you're in Arizona, two events that are not to be missed. I hear the draws are massive. It's Peter Volney on the Smoking Tire Podcast. Smoking Tire Podcast back in the studio. Hello, folks. I've been, uh, you may not know it because the content is always flowing, but I have been on the road for like, I don't know, 20 days and uh, first day back in the studio. So forget, like, I actually sat down and like, sort of forgot how to use the gear. So I apologize. I hope I'm not a little slow on the production today. But uh, welcome to the studio, Mr. Peter Volney. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you, Matt? Good to have you. Nice in, to be here. In from Arizona. Yeah, we left the uh, the rain and the snow uh, in Scottsdale, and here we are. And uh, it's a good time to get out of Dodge. <laughs> it was a good time to get out. <laughs> it was. And I was there last week driving uh, driving McLarens, and uh, I drove the 720S Spider. Yep, that was me. I drove the 720S Spider in uh, hail, uh, which 
I don't. Do you get much hail in Phoenix? No, and, and we don't get much rain, which is frankly one of the reasons that I moved there. If you're going to have <laughs> high performance cars, find the place with the least rain. But boy, we we uh, you know this global warming hasn't hit uh, Scottsdale yet. Well, that's that's all that's going to be left. It's going to be the cockroaches <laughs> and, and Arizona. Uh, so you, uh, we met at the uh, at Eli's place, uh, Auto, in, out in Scottsdale, and uh, you were introduced to me because you run uh, the Concor in the Hills. Which is a Scottsdale uh, annual now at this It uh, is an annual show. We just uh, two weeks ago had our sixth annual show, yeah. And uh, are these, is this most recent photos from your most recent show? It looks pretty nice. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, you uh, can give me this, AM, this AMG uh, 560 any day. Well, we had a lot of other things there AMG. that I'm sure you would have loved as well. We had a lot of race cars this year. Yeah? Yeah. What, um, all right, so it's, you do this, Concord in the Hills, which is uh, by all accounts... Lovely, and that's sort of how I was introduced to you. But you also run the, the cars and coffee in Scottsdale. As well, well I, right? I'm, I'm one of five who run it. Yeah, there's a there's a group of five of us who uh, who own the show. Uh, you know, I don't know why we own it because we don't make any money out of it. It's a good, it's but a, it's fun. You can deduct it on your taxes, maybe. Is that a good reason? Well, there's a little bit of that, but not very much. Whoever's got this white Countach is all about town. Yeah, um, looks like a good event. Why? Uh, and you said. You, the first thing I, you're going to get so mad at me. The first thing I wanted to ask you is like, I've been to, I've been to Arizona many times now, Phoenix a bunch of times. Other than the fact that it doesn't rain, because a lot of places it doesn't really rain. What is it about Arizona that draws all these sports car people? I, I the roads are so straight. Um, well, no, they're not. We've got a lot of very, very twisty roads. We do a ton of drives. Where are uh, the very twisty roads? Oh, they're, well, they're out of Scottsdale. Scottsdale itself is, is obviously pretty straight, but as soon as you get out of town, there, there are some magnificent ones. In fact, um, in, um, in November, we are hosting the, um, the Ferrari Club of America National Meet in Scottsdale, and uh, we, we've been out testing drives, and, and we've got some amazing drives with spectacular scenery, beautiful. Do you go, like, over here, like Tortilla Flat, this road? Yeah, that's a great road. That's what road a, is that? Um, I, I think that's 88, isn't 88, it? 88, yeah. yeah that's that's, that's a fabulous here. road, but Up there's lots this, of others. Uh, river and reservoir. Yeah. There's another great road, Highway 87, which goes up to Payson. It's excellent. It, it's up up and down hills, winding. Is that up and, this way here? Yeah, it heads so north. Mazat, how do you pronounce that? Mazatal Peak? Mazatlal Peak? Uh, I, I'm Australian. I can't pronounce any of these <laughs> things. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, I guess once you go outside of town, there are. It does look like no. You there's have a ton of great roads, possibly yeah. on par with our roads outside of town. These these yeah. those look pretty twisty over here. Yeah, there's a lot of twisty stuff. And, How's the uh, enforcement? Well, that's that's interesting because um, you know if you're not being really stupid, they're actually really nice. The the uh, you know the sheriffs and and the police officers are, are really very very nice. They're understanding. If you if you do something stupid, then they're going to come down on you, and you deserve that. But um, no, I I really haven't had any problems. All right. So when you uh, uh, when you when did you go to Scottsdale? When did you become part of this scene? Um, we moved to Scottsdale. My wife and I moved to Scottsdale in 2004. And, and we're now legal citizens. Welcome. Yeah. 
welcome. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to deal with Sheriff Joe anymore over no, there. No, we so. don't. <laughs> Thank God. Something tells me you're not the person he was looking for, though. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, coming from Australia and going to Arizona, to the, and well, you were by way of Canada as well, right? Uh, I have now lived in seven countries. The United States, I hope, is the last because it's my favorite. You really circled the drain on this one. Yeah. Start beginning in Australia. What are the seven? Uh, England, Canada, France, Switzerland. Oh, yeah. you've really gotten some good good driving countries as well. I, I have. Uh, none of the countries would let me stay, but hopefully America <laughs> will. Switzerland's a good, that's a, if, you're, if you're into cars. Fabulous roads. Yeah. I mean, some of those mountain passes are just, just dynamite. It's the best. What was your Switzerland car? Uh, I've had a couple of different cars in Switzerland. but um, The perfect mountain pass vehicle. Um, uh, many years ago, I had a Maserati Indy. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Those are not common. No. <laughs> the, wait, I want to get a picture of Maserati Indy. Um, very pretty cars. I need to get a yeah. good. Oh, there we go. Well, g give me a color. Silver. Silver. Yeah, there uh, it is. Silver. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Very pretty. It's got a very GT. It GC is the profile, almost Aston DB6 ish, maybe from this yeah, angle a little bit. Yeah, the Italian version of that. Well, you know, the Italian designs are undoubtedly the best in the world. Whether it's uh, Pininfarina or yeah. Tony uh, Scaglietti, they're they're all just beautiful. I was just in Canada, outside of Vancouver, last week yeah. on my way to Whistler, and I went into a Wendy's, which I'm ashamed to say I went into a Wendy's, but I was very thirsty, and they had one of those. Um, Coca-Cola machines that like makes, you know, infinite combos of soda, like the fully digital one. Oh, really? Uh -huh. What? You never seen these things? No. Oh, it's got like a touch screen yeah. and I promise I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> it's got a touch screen and you can get like cherry, diet, vanilla, coke, like whatever you want. It Rum? just makes into one. No liquor. Okay. No. It's in like a fast food restaurant. Point is, it was. It had a Pininfarina badge. On really? It, it was. Wow. You know. You think about those companies. Like yeah. they all do design like yeah. kind of more consumer sure. goods. Absolutely. But this is for all intents and machine. It's like a soda machine. Yeah. <laughs> like Pininfarina soda machine. It's probably sweet. the quickest soda machine in the world. Yeah. It will actually. <laughs> it does combine those syrups really, really fast. Um, what is this? A, like a four nine or something in this Maserati? I think it was, uh, it was a four nine or a four seven. Yeah. I, you know, it's a while but it ago. It sounded nice. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. I have a uh, Maserati Gran Turismo uh, as as my daily driver now. Really? It's, it's the best sounding car I've got. Uh, is it one of those crazy special edition ones with the super loud exhaust, like the MC? Or? It's the SMC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how has that been as an ownership experience? That car has just been an absolute delight. I bought really? it in 2010, so it's now nine years old. Um, other than oil changes, nothing has ever gone wrong with it. I'm, I'm touching really? wood if you can hear that. Do you, I mean, that's like, uh, that's outside, let's call it outside the curve of, uh, of what I have typically yeah. heard about, you know, those kind those cars. Well, uh, you, you know, I'm not exactly, uh, slow in the thing, but, uh, no, it's just a sweet out of a car. They are very pretty. Yeah. They they look a lot better with the hard roof though. You got to yeah, get the hard and, roof. Yeah, and I have a hard top. Yeah, I don't. Do they make the MC in a soft top? Um, I don't know if they make it as a convertible. Do. But I don't think uh, they do. Yeah. But it's a uh, Jason Castriota design. Jason designed that red car on the poster. Oh, did he? Okay, wall. yeah. yeah. Um, good dude, Greenwich, Connecticut. Represent. Um, shout out to Jason who I saw on an airplane last week, uh, and we got to get him on the show now that I mention it. So Switzerland, France, Canada. Australia, 
somewhere in America. Where would I miss? Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia? <laughs> What's happening over there? It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got time, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you're in the advertising business. And from what I read... A lot of automotive advertising, actually. Yeah, we kind of, uh, uh, I had a business in Canada, and we kind of dominated the uh, automotive scene there. Any highlights? Uh, of, of clients or of actual uh, campaigns? Either. Iconic campaigns? Um, I, I, I guess the one that um, probably was the most successful is uh, when Firestone had their problems with the, uh, with the explorers. Ah, their problems. Yeah. <laughs> We were we were hired to turn that around and uh, came up with a strategy and in the space of a year it was turned around so that, that so worked very well. Take us back to what was it ninety five ninety six? Um, yeah, it was the it was late nineties. Second think. gen yeah. explorers. So yeah. um, they they came OEM uh, from the factory with these Firestone, Firestone tires. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they would uh, explode the tires pretty much or well, delaminate or what would happen specifically with those tires. You, you know, um, I, I'm sworn to secrecy oh, come on. On, on, on this. <laughs> oh, all right. So um, we cannot, can we not discuss there's, there's this? There's a very strong relationship, family relationship between the Ford family and the Firestone family. Some of them are married to each other and that. So uh, a deal was worked out between the two companies, and that's about all I can say. Oh no! Okay, so let's take it. Let's do. Let's do it. Let's do it this way. Hypothetically, I have a car company. I have a car company, and. I have I have somehow really messed up and had a major safety related issue. Uh, the uh, turns out the the seats come unbolted from the floor in a crash <laughs> and you sail out the window. I I've had this problem and several people have uh, been injured or killed and it turns out oh man this is really gonna this is really a a big long term problem. I come to you and I go, Peter, help me. I, I, I've, I've got a big, big mess up here. Safety's an issue. I don't know how many cars are going to be affected. What do I do? Um, Matt, first of all, you're writing me a very big check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, this is, I mean, real damage control situation. But. It's, it's really a question of, you know, marketing uh, and, and our specialty was launching new companies and, and uh, fixing companies that had a broken problem or image or whatever. Um, it's really a question of getting out there and doing research, research on the market, research on your competitors and that, and finding out, uh, uh, you know, coming up with the strategy that you think is going to work. Uh, marketing is not a science. It's an art, so there are no guarantees. You, you try things. If they stick to the wall, you keep doing them. If they don't stick, you try something else. Yeah. So, like, what? I'm trying <laughs> to think, like, what would I, what, if I have a, you know, car company X that committed a major, like, safety snafu, like, what do we focus on? Like other other good things I've done. Yeah, other good. Other, other good is that pretty much other end? good things that you've done, and and uh, you know what you're doing to rectify the situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, building up a relationship with with the customers, and in the in in the case of Firestone, you've got to keep something else in mind. That for guys like you and me and your listeners, we absolutely care what tires we've got on. Well, they're like they're super super important. They're very very important. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you can have all the horsepower in the world if you yeah. can't get it through to the road it's you're wasting your time well and it has especially yeah. is important in the in the collector car world because yeah. people will buy low mile cars that yeah. have you know 30 year old tires on them we were just at uh, uh radwood which is this fun event that happens it's a touring show now but it's like 80s and 90s cars yeah and uh and a dude you know i well i have no choice but to single this dude out because he was the only one at the show but a guy showed up in a vector 
Oh, Remember really? one yeah. of those things? Yeah, of course. You know, it was yeah. like just a just this giant horsepower, yeah. you know, silly thing. And it had 30-year-old tires on it. And you go, um, hmm, uh... Uh, how, how do you? How are you not dead? <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that because um, with the cars and coffee that we do once a month in Scottsdale, our theme in December was cars that do over two hundred miles an hour. Mm. And the fellow I know has a Celine S seven. Oh yeah, seven hundred and fifty horsepower, and it's riding on twenty year old tires. And, oh my and, god, uh, can he get some new tires? <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, he can't drive the car because he's too tall to fit in it. Well, that's so he asked me to take it down there, and he sat in the passenger seat with his knees up at his chin can you send him down here and we can do an hour on and he can explain why he bought a car he can't well, fit he, in and doesn't he, drive he's a dealer and he oh. has a you know a number of exotic cars oh. but, wait, wait a minute talking about cj no it's not okay. cj, no. <laughs> I was gonna no. say, CJ, C- CJ our friend cj wilson yeah. is a tall exotic car dealer in arizona yeah. CJ was actually at uh, at Concourse in the Hills a couple of weeks ago. He brought his P1 over. Oh, CJ Wilson rules. I yeah. love that guy. Super we, guy. Very he nice is, guy. Uh, we, I just saw the picture of his P1. It was here somewhere. He's yeah. got... Real neat color. It's called, I think, Hyper Blurple, I believe is well, the name of that yeah, color. Yeah, as you walk around, it changes color from purple to blue. It, it, it's really neat. You see, the hype, the, the iridescent sort of uh, the mystichrome kind of as it was called in the uh, in the 90s with uh with Ford there it is um you have to really have some kind of car to pull this off today well yeah <laughs> remember when these you could buy a Mustang in this color from the factory in 96 that well, ruled I, I guess if you got one of the new GT500s in that color it wouldn't be out of place would oh, it that would be yeah. sweet well, i like- bet CJ's going to be on that <laughs> he's probably already got one ordered that dude rules. CJ, get down here. Let me drive your P1. Um, where how did we get there? Oh, the tires on the Salina 7. Wait, yeah. So you, you had to go in this thing. Yeah, yeah, how was we, it? We got it, uh, we got it sideways a few times. <laughs> you know, like, how was it? The car's fabulous. It's, a yeah. ra- it's basically a race car. It is basically a race car. It's uh, you know good for top speed of, I think it's 248 miles an hour. I, I wouldn't want to do 248 <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah. They, uh, we had one. I used to actually work at an exotic car rental company, and we had one at the rental company that you could rent for like two grand a day. Yeah, it wasn't very popular. No, <laughs> it wasn't very popular. It didn't didn't work so good, but uh, it was fast and it was loud. Well, the problem with a lot of these high performance cars is that you've got to know how to drive them. Uh, you know, for, uh, the O five you've got on the wall there a picture of a, oh the ford gt you know i mean they've got no traction control they've got no electronics on the manual gearbox if you don't know how to drive that thing you're going to kill yourself very quickly they were so hairy they were always the hairiest like right when it first started raining people would just crash them left and right like the, like they were particularly nasty i think the original like eagle f1 tires that came on them like weren't great either no they weren't i've uh, actually have one of these yeah i've got that color in in fact red with white stripes i've taken off the um the eagles when i had about a thousand miles on it and and put on um bridgestones better yeah way better yeah they're the um they're the scuderia tires the ones they put on the end so oh yeah Yeah. you know what else Uh, here's a little trivia for you which i bet you know what else does this what else does the 4gt share with the enzo what Shares else? something else. Is it the gearbox? No, because mm-hmm. the Enzo has an F1 gearbox, uh, okay. and this is manual. Yeah. It shares the uh, the seatbacks. 
They're oh, made, does they it? were manufactured by Sabelt. Oh, really? And they, yeah, they yeah. were shared with the uh, with the Enzo. They're a great seat. I mean, they're, they're very comfortable. They're, they're comfortable, but there's no weight to them at all. They're yeah. just a, a shell. Ford really figured that that car out. That's I'm, I I should have bought job. one a long time ago, and they're totally like a buy and hold. Yeah, forever. I'll never sell you, mine. You drive yours a lot. You you can't go very far in it. I, I mean, I take it to to the different shows and that that we do. But um, you know, you go on a one day rally. You can't go overnight in it because there's zero oh, there's no trunk, trunk space. Trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a Kleenex in in mine and <laughs> had trouble closing the hood. That's when you got to do the uh, the John Olson like roof rack thing. You know, like the skier does. Oh, that with those that's doors. That's going to look real good, isn't it? Oh, look fantastic <laughs> with the doors. That may be a bit of a problem. Yeah, it won't work. Yeah. I like those X, the X ones that they did when they that company Janati cut the. We roof had off an X one at the show in Fountain Hills. Did you? Uh, it's concourse in the hills two weeks ago. Yeah, they're really cool actually, yeah. Yeah. and they solved the old. They solved the uh, parking next to curbs yeah. problem. <laughs> parking next to other cars problem. Well, that's one thing when you go to a show in one of these and you tell uh, you know you tell the organizers <laughs> I need a spot and a half. They go why you open the door and four GT and they go oh, all right yeah I got you. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about organizing shows. So at what point did you decide to to be show organizer? I never actually decided. <laughs> Were you elected? Um, <laughs> I, I um, uh, you know, after we'd moved to Arizona and saw just how many cars were there, how many fantastic cars were there, and we were going up to Monterey every year to Car Week in Monterey, and I particularly liked Concorso Italiano. I thought they did a, a dynamite it's a job. It's a fun show, yeah. And um, we had a lot of shows, but they're all in parking lots, including our own. Um, and I just thought it'd be nice to do a, uh, a show on grass. So uh, I, I started this thing and uh, never expected it to take off. We had uh, two weeks ago, we had 941 cars. Hang on a second. Uh-oh. Did I just mess up? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Oh, wait. Oh, no. All right. I'm sorry. I Forgive me for a second. Go back to where you were. Continue your thought process. I minimized the window and had an utter panic attack because I thought I just discontinued our entire broadcast, <laughs> which I didn't do. Okay. Forgive me. Continue. We are still here. We are still here. Yes. Um, wait. Go back to how many cars? Sorry. We had uh, 941 cars. We had uh, 108 sponsors. The show is... Wait, 108 sponsors? Yeah, 108 sponsors. Um, and um, uh, we, we wow. just raised money for charity. In that one day, we, we're up to, um, I think it's about $157,000 for Phoenix Children's Hospital. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, is there a donate link? Is there for right now? There is a donate link. What is it link. right now? Is it if, just... Uh... If you go on to uh, Concourse in the Hills... Um, I will bring it up. We can get some. I'm sure we can get there some There we donations. go. Click on register. Concourse in the Hills. It's just type it out. Concourseinthehills.com. Uh-oh. .org. Ah, it, it, oh, no. it's closed. Yeah. It's closed? It's closed. So uh, it, it's closed now. For oh, because year. the show yeah, is because over? Because the show's oh. over. Oh, well, that's what we get. I'm sorry, folks. That's what we get. We're going to have to find a way to donate next year. You'll have to come next year, yeah. That's a beautiful look at that though. That's a beautiful uh, setting right there. It's a fabulous setting, and, and yeah. we did we did some really neat things because, uh, as you can see, it goes around a, a lake. It's it's uh, on these beautiful rolling hills, gently rolling hills, around the lake, um, and um, you know the cars as the show got bigger and bigger. The cars that were on the edge would complain that uh, you know we don't want to be in the boondocks, so we put our thinking caps on and. Um, we found that uh, the Army have a uh, genuine Vietnam-era Cobra gunship helicopter, very, very sinister-looking mm -hmm. machine. 
And uh, we got them to fly it in and we called the Cobra Car Club and said, how'd you like to park around the Cobra attack helicopter? So we had 31 Cobras around this attack helicopter. And then um, this year we contacted the Marine Corps who have the modern version of that. It's called the Viper. So naturally we called the Viper Car Club Club. and and we had a couple of dozen Vipers around this Viper attack helicopter and it was really cool. You just went past the Porsche 917 later on. I did. Can you believe I did? I went past the 917? Yeah, we we actually had four golf-colored cars there. We had the 917, um, a friend of mine, Harley Cluxton, who owns the Mirage Racing Team, um, Harley brought along two Golf Mirages, a Golf Mirage Ford and a Golf Mirage Cosworth. Uh, Matt, as you know, they're the uh, evolution of the original four GTs from the 1960s. Yeah. And Harley just took delivery of a, um, a 2019 four GT in Golf Colors. He got chassis number two. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They're lovely. Yeah. I got seven hours in one. I used every uh, bit of it. I yeah. think I did 250 miles. Uh, this was like a killer show. Yeah, that's Holy Craig Jackson's car. Chrome Bugatti. If I, uh, Craig Jackson's car, isn't this a car he had to buy because it wasn't going to sell at Barrett, I think? Um, uh, that might be that might be a rumor. Don't I, hold me I, to that. I don't know. I like the fly yellow 4 GT in the back, though. That's a great car. Yeah, and, and the guy with the fly yellow 4 GT has a uh, a new, that's an 06. Yeah. He has a 2017 in matching colors. Very uh, rare color, actually. Yeah. I think I think that's the second rarest color. Is I think it? Quicksilver only yeah. was the rare color than that. Cool stuff. How do you? Um, I have so many people that email me and want to start like car shows in their area. What's the best, other than say, you know, find a parking lot and get a few folks over? If you really wanted to start a legit concours, where do you start? Is it all about the venue? Um, well, I think the venue is important, but it may not be the most important thing. The most important thing, obviously, is getting the people to come out. Yeah. That uh, first year, I, I was hoping to get 100 cars. We wound up with 220. But, um, uh, you know, the, tr- the trick is just go out to car shows now, meet people, develop a, uh, a list, a database that you can contact them and let them know, hey, I'm going to do a car show in such and such a location on such and such a date, and will you come out? I really like that this is included. This looks like a Cadillac. Is it a Seville limousine? It's a Cadillac, yeah. <laughs> I think. You know, the Cadillac Car Club um, in, in Scottsdale are very enthusiastic. They bring out some beautiful classic, uh, you know, Brahms and, and uh, uh, you know, thin cars from the yeah. 50s and 60s. And the they, Beeritzes they, yeah, and stuff Beeritzes, like that. they're beautiful. I think late 70s and 80s yeah. Cadillacs are going to have their day. Uh, this looks like, yeah. I don't know, 82, 83, Seville, yeah, something like that, maybe. 80s, yeah. Some Cadillac enthusiast is yelling, it's a 78, you idiot! No. <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, not, that's, but that's a, that's a very uh, a non-snobby entry. Well, you know, you know, it's not all about the high dollar stuff. We all have different tastes, and and um, you know, there are some people who who like that, and there are people who like Ferraris, and you know, we all have a right to like what we want. Uh, and there's apparently some people that like giant. Um, I, that, oh my god! A, I'm actually at a, a loss. Hummer. This is an H1 Hummer. It's an H1 but Hummer. It's on like what 48s, maybe. Um, that actually belongs to a colleague of mine who is one of the five of us who who uh, do this show. Um, you know, cars and coffee and and concourse in the hills. And uh, he he has three or four off road vehicles, but he 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 bought that one, and it is something else. I owned a Hummer, and uh, just even a regular Hummer is. It, 
Like you, I suspect this gentleman has started a Cars and Coffee exclusively so he has somewhere to park this thing. <laughs> this is like th- probably the biggest Hummer I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's got to have a foot a foot lift maybe a ten, 10 inch 12 inch lift I, you know I don't, I don't know the details on, on those things i can't get into it he, he has to give me a leg up so i can get how does, in. wait how does he there, is there a ladder or something that comes down i mean no you just uh you know grab onto something and pull yourself oh up <laughs> that's the most this is the single most intense hummer i have ever seen in my see life see if you can find a picture of the back because it's oh got a, a real Lord. cute decal on the back window uh it's I mean, yeah, I don't see it there. how does it not take up every photograph? Yeah. It's so big. <laughs> Good Lord. It's actually got like uh, 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 muscles literally painted on the side of it in case you weren't aware enough <laughs> of what its mission was. Uh, very cool did stuff. You, pass, you passed a P4 there. Did you, did you see a that? A P4. Yeah, P4 Ferrari. Come looking? Scroll down. Oh. Keep going, keep going. Oh, there, yeah, there, there it is. is. Look yeah. at that. Well, that's very lovely. It's, um, it's actually not a real so, one. The, the, this is a, a local company in, in Scottsdale that um, that makes... Uh, builds these. Yeah, builds these and, and uh, other race cars and modifies things. I've been in that. It's uh, P4 beautiful P4 is looking. a Ferrari prototype race car from 1963. Five, four, five. Three to five, yeah. I think. Yeah. They made them. They they started as a P3, and then they went to the P4 with a 330 uh, uh, engine. Among one of the prettiest cars ever made. I think that's probably uh, the most beautiful. My for, for me, it's the most beautiful car ever made. What's this company called in Scottsdale? It does uh, this Italian Design? Wow. Yeah. And what are the, what does one of these things go for? Um, no, I, I don't know. If it, I had to guess, uh, four hundred. How 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 spot I don't think on it's, is it? I don't know that it's that much, but um, you know this particular one has a, a V8. I, I think it's it's got an engine out of a 360 or a 355. In oh, it. I bet you it's fast. But um, yeah, and, and <laughs> it can't weigh very yeah, much, right? Well, it's very lightweight. You know, tubular frame chassis and uh, just a magnificent looking car. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Oh, actually, I guess you can see the engine right here. Wait, maybe I can. Yeah. Let me punch in. Maybe I can see. Uh oh. Maybe not. Huh? I thought I could. Well, maybe not. It's all gone wrong. Images are ruined. Go back uh, to your search engine and go to the 2019 show. You're on the 2018. I'm on your website, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, I wonder if it's like a per, it's not quite like a persang where um, oh, that, is that a die type 18 again? Yeah, Sorry. you typed 18. Uh-uh. Don't focus on images. <laughs> You know uh, when you do your cars and coffee, do you have, have you had any issues with the uh, you know authorities, any of that kind of stuff, or do you find no, people are uh, are people very are, well behaved? People are uh, pretty well behaved. We haven't had uh, any issues, and in fact, I had yesterday a meeting um, with the um, with the sheriff, uh, three sheriffs actually, about next year's show and crowd control and that sort of thing. Um, they they love the show. They're they really do? yeah yeah. I invited them to bring down a, a SWAT vehicle and a bomb, a bomb detection vehicle and a bomb detection robot and all of that. And actually, that's kind of yeah. cool. I mean, not that they have to use those things, but that if they're going to have them, you might as well bring them to cars and coffee. Click on that yeah, one. This there. one, yeah, sixth annual. Yeah, click on. All that. right. Um, hmm? Gallery? No. Nope. Yeah. Go to. Is there a gallery there? I don't know. Somewhere. No. All right. I don't then, know. Then try abandoning, scoot. abandoning ship, I'm abandoning <laughs> ship uh, on the galleries. Forget it. Um, 
But people really are really well behaved. No Mustang crashes, nothing. No, we have more trouble at uh, at the monthly cars and coffee because there we we get uh, you know on a, we do it once a month, first Saturday of every month. That's what I meant at the cars yeah. and coffee. We we have uh, probably a hundred kids usually. You know, we say kids, teenagers, and in, in, in their twenties, and that, they'll be at the exit where the traffic lights are with their iPhones and cameras and that, urging you to uh, you know to drop a wheelie or whatever. <laughs> And uh, we get a lot of people who do, um, you know, they hate me because when I leave, I, you know, come out at idle. But, uh, um, you know, we try to get people not to do that. I mean, there's a time and place for this. And, and uh, you know, uh, down here in this area, you, you lost the cars and coffee at Irvine because of people playing up, as I understand it. So we- Yeah. It, well, what happens is it's not necessarily that people are doing bad stuff. What it really comes down to is that uh like it inevitably becomes cool you know it gets shared on instagram whatever and then it kind of overgrows whatever the lot is you know it overgrows it people start parking in the areas surrounding it typically in the neighborhoods in front of homes and it's not that people are revving or really even i actually think where i like to go the one my favorite one was up in malibu and trancas that lasted only like maybe five or six months but um People were pretty respectful, but there were just like cars everywhere and it's not that big. Right. And so that, that, that inevitably it gets overgrown. And because it's on a, you know, a private lot, uh, the, the owners just get annoyed and yeah. it gets shut down. We're in a, uh, we're in a very large parking lot that'll hold, I think about 1200 cars. That's a lot. And, uh, it, it's a, uh, you know, it's an outdoor mall and it's owned by Bob Parsons of, uh, GoDaddy fame. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, the Yam property people are just a sheer delight to deal with. Well, they're, they're happy to have lucky. us and, and we, we love them. We hope they love us. Yeah. 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 So what's in it for next year? Other than your Viper helicopter, which is a good plan. I like <laughs> well, that. Well, we're hoping to get more helicopters um, because they're, they're a huge attraction. They get a hell of a lot of people out, so uh, uh, it's always a good thing. We're, we're working with the National Guard now to try and get an Apache and a, uh, and a Black Hawk helicopter as yeah. well. And we have some private. We had five helicopters this year, actually. We had three private ones as well. So, um, uh, and just more just cars. Just a couple of local guys just coming in to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, look. Well, I car know. guys, you know, one of the helicopters, the guy has a GT3 RS. Um, the other helicopter, he has a Ferrari. So they're car guys, but they happen to have helicopters. And we convince them, bring your helicopter down as well. Do you find that in uh, in Scottsdale the market leans more toward the modern cars because it's just so hot in the summer you need air conditioning? No, no we've got a huge number of, of classics, muscle cars from the 50s. We've got a ton of hot rods and, and, and that. It's a very, very diverse uh, collection that's down there. It's huge. I, I honestly think, and I, you know, I've been around quite a bit in the United States, and um, I, I think we probably – we may not have the largest but i think we've got the best collection of cars and uh, we've had people come down from from uh, major companies who who are selling to the automotive industry and they tell us that it's the best cars and coffee they've ever seen that's cool yeah do you get to participate in any of the, the bigger longer distance drives 
I've done some. Yeah, I've done the uh, Copper like State. The Copper one. State. I was I, thinking about trying to do I, that. I, one. What's I that one like? Uh, it's it's great. It's incredibly well organized. I did that in a Mangusta. It was was a tremendous in a amount. Mangusta. Of, yeah. I've heard that those are uh, unique in their handling characteristics and how they drive. I've never been in one. Um, no, they're a neat car. You, you know, the the big problem with them is you've got that windshield over your head, so yeah. if it's a sunny day, you bake in there. Um, and then I've done the um, one of the one of the prettiest cars. I mean, yeah, the it's beautiful just, car. And that clamshell uh, engine compartment is really cool too. Oh, let me get a better picture that shows. Here we go. There it is. That it's there's a lot of glass on that. It's yeah. very very Hell pretty. Of a lot of glass. Look at that. Yeah, great looking car. De Toma, De Tomaso did a beautiful design on that. How uh, how do they drive? They drive very nicely. I mean, you know, you've got a Ford V8 in the back there and uh, easy to service. Parts are always available. I have driven a Pantera. Would it be a similar experience? Yeah, or? similar to the Pantera, I guess, yeah. 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 A, a, a well-sorted Pantera is a very nice thing, actually. Yeah. They drive really good. They do drive nicely, yeah. Um, they haven't had their moment yet. Well, Maybe they, they never no. will. Well, no, I think they will. Uh, you know, they're coming up. They're, they're worth a few bucks now. I think there was one at... Uh, Gooding last year that was like you know it had six miles on it or something and it went for four hundred grand. Did it really? I yeah. think that's the most I've ever yeah. heard of one yeah. before. And it was it was it was a later one too. And it but it was uh yeah. it was very 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 minty fresh. So wait, so the Copper State though is uh is so where did you go when where was it when you did it? Well, we left from Scottsdale obviously, and uh, we went north. Uh, we actually went into the southern part of Nevada. We went across to the Grand Canyon, came down through Sedona. Had some really neat cars on it. We had a real Ford GT Mark One. Wow. We had a real 427 Cobra. Um, it's a, a, an incredibly well organized event. The um, the other one that I did is called the Peak to Peak Rally. Which one is that? What's that one? And about? that's in Colorado. It, it's um, we wound up doing fourteen hundred miles in all. I I took the uh, Daytona on that one. Um, Ferrari Daytona, yeah. yeah. How's that? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like to drive long distance in the peak? Uh, to peak? It's it, it's wonderful. It's also incredibly well organized. Uh, you should interview Harry Matthews, who started that. Harry is a uh, is is just one of the nicest people you've ever met in your life. Has a hell of a car collection, including a Mark Eight McLaren. At oh, one, one of those old McLarens. McLaren Can Am car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's Street Mark, driven? Um, no, it's it's just a oh, pure okay. race car. Um, Harry is a uh, is one of the nicest guys oh, on, uh, you've ever met, and a gentleman, and hell of a collection of cars. Uh, what uh, this peak to peak rally? Where does it go? It starts in Golden, Colorado, where uh-huh. Harry lives, and and uh, wends its way each year is a different route. I've only done it once, um, and um, different places in Colorado. Fabulous mountain roads. Colorado is one of my one of my yeah. favorite states to drive in. Very beautiful, very very beautiful. Looks fun. Yeah. Do you find with the so with the with the I mean, this is going to sound kind of dumb because if you're going to be into cars, obviously you want to drive them. But when you have a very, very valuable car like a like a Daytona or an original GT40 or something like that, do does a does in, in, from a from a value perspective, does a participation in an event like that outweigh the putting of miles on the vehicle when it comes to value? 
You know, there are a lot of people who uh, buy expensive cars, classic cars, and stick them in a garage. And There's people who buy them. cheap cars and do that. Yeah. I just saw a 6,000-mile Fiero one. Bring a trailer today. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, someone someone bought a car that was fifteen grand in 1989, you know, sat on it for 20 yeah, years, yeah. only to sell it for Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It's cars are designed to be driven and especially these. So, you know, they like to run. They don't want to sit in the garage collecting dust. Um, but, you know, there are some people who just want to look at it. I, I mean, I love looking at my cars. I regard them as a piece of art. But um, but I drive them. How is uh, how's the maintenance on a driven uh, Ferrari Daytona? It, it's fine. You know, it's like anything else. You have to change the oil regularly and... Uh, uh, you know, some if, if if things go wrong, parts are obviously for a 1972 car are hard to find, but sometimes they have to be made, and uh, they're expensive to find and to yeah. make. But, um, but it's worth world. it. Pay the cost to be the boss, as yeah. it were. Yeah. You know, you you bust your ass uh, working, and uh, am I allowed to say ass? Yes, you can. You feel free because say I just did say you can ass. Say fuck. You can say anything, <laughs> anything you want. Um, you know, we, we work very hard and, and uh, you know, to be able to buy these toys. Well, part of the of the real pleasure is driving them. Yeah. Have you ever uh, have you ever had a, a, a car where you 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 bought it, held it for a while, went on a lot of adventures and then it turns out it became a, a classic and you were able to uh, turn a max a, a, a max profit or conversely, if you ever lost lost all the money on one. well well you, you know back uh, in australia i had a number of uh, of neat cars and and uh, you know you race them and um after a year they're not competitive and you sell them and and if you get your money back you think you're really smart and then you find out 40 years later that they're now worth a million bucks yeah yeah but um you know you needed to sell them to buy the next one yeah. so um so no uh, the only one i've got that's gone up in value is the, is the ford um which is probably worth i don't know double what i paid for it or close to that but i didn't buy it as an investment i bought it as uh, something to to drive and to have fun with Nothing, nothing like a manual gearbox and and no traction control. Yeah, and as it turns <laughs> out, those cars are pretty reliable, yeah, and you can, very you reliable. can drive them, and yeah. uh, they work pretty good. Yep. They're, they're nice to drive. Have you had a go in the new one yet? Uh, I haven't driven one, but I, I've I've been in my friends, and it's, it's a very hell of a different. Car. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, different. but it's yeah. it's not the yeah. same thing at all. It's much more of like oh yeah, I get a homologation race car. It's yeah. not yeah. it's not a road. A road car like well as soon as you get a carbon fiber tub you know you just hear all the you know every speck of sand hits it and you hear it well mclaren manages to somehow make it yeah uh, they somehow manage to make it refined i was yeah. just in uh in the desert driving the uh mclaren 600 lt uh and i did 720s as well although i'm not really allowed to talk about it for another like five days because of embargoes. But yeah. the uh, the McLarens use the carbon tub, and it, what's yeah. nice about that is when you take the uh, the roof off to make a spider, because it's not a structural element, you don't lose the rigidity, rigidity and you still yeah. have a lovely driving car. Well, if anybody can do that, it's McLaren. <laughs> yeah, right. They're you know they every every car they get gets incrementally closer to yeah. perfect, and. Uh, you know, I'm trying to write the the review for Road and Track about the 600 LT, and it's the problem. the 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 best and worst thing about it is, is it is exactly what you expect it to be. You know, it's the RS of that yeah. model range, yeah. and it's very loud and very fast and very sharp and very fun. And they've lightened it a bit, and you know, it's more carbon fiber and more aero stuff, and 
and, and the Yeehaw. long tail. Yeehaw. Go- yeah, like the, the long tail thing kind of bugs me because it's what? It's like two inches. It's not mm-hmm. really. They should make it like a foot longer, like really long tail. I guess that. that uh, Gee, some people have told me that two inches can make a hell of a difference. <laughs> ah, look at you. That's, <laughs> you have an excellent point, sir. Although for me, it's for me, it's I'm a little more diehard 720 because the seven, a 600 LT is a very great, great. Sport, sharp sports car to me a 720 is like magic yeah they're not, beautiful cars it's not like other car. cars yeah. you know what i mean yeah. uh get yourself in the super chat right now if you want to talk to us we got a few questions here we're gonna get through them but if uh i just finished uh my million mile lexus project which so peter get this i bought a lexus with nine hundred thousand miles on it whoa 900k and uh what model it's an ls 400, 400 yeah, here it is it, yeah. here's the uh the very the very moment that we cross the uh the, the million mile mark and uh check it out the odometer sticks at all nines. Oh wow it's like an achievement badge forever <laughs> it's a digital it doesn't roll have over. you told lexus that you've done this or have yeah you got this yeah i tried very hard to tell them for like quite some time that it was happening i didn't try very hard i tried a little bit they didn't really care, really? but they did. They did give me a, a congratulatory post on their Instagram yesterday, which was nice of them. Wow! I mean, of course, I was, yeah. you know, put it getting a car to a million miles at my expense, not theirs. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we uh, we finished finished that project up and uh, donated the car to a friend of mine who's going to be uh, doing some more stuff with it. But uh, car questions from folks. GG says, would you rather a R56 John Cooper Works, that's the, yeah. the very fast Mini, uh, or a Ford Fiesta ST, both modified? Mm. Peter, any experience? Want to weigh in? Um, I'd take the Fiesta because I'm more of a Ford guy. <laughs> Have you had a go in a Fiesta ST? No, I haven't. You should. Yeah. People who like really expensive sports cars also like the Ford Fiesta. I drove uh, about a month ago. I, dr- I had an opportunity to uh, drive the um, the little uh, M2 Comp. Oh yeah, great that's, car! What yeah. a little pocket rocket that yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's yeah, that's beyond pocket rocket. Yeah. That's a fast car. Yeah. That's like a legitimately fast car. Yeah. Um, the Fiesta ST. Everyone who drives it loves it. I can't mm. tell you how often I get letters from folks who say that uh, they listened to this show and bought Fiesta STs. I don't blame them. Uh, I say Fiesta ST because it, it has the performance of that John Cooper Works Mini. It's a lot cheaper, and it's a bit less annoying. Uh, Martin says, uh, with pot legalization coming to New York, I'm curious what effect it has on the driving environment and car culture as it becomes more common. Um, I mean, that's I, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, look at Colorado. I mean, look, Cal- weed's been basically legal in California since 2006. Oh, has uh, it? I mean, it's yeah. been, it's only been uh, recreationally legal in the past year, but uh, it was, you know, medicinally legal in California. And, and, you know, it doesn't pr- really affect uh, car culture once it becomes legal. I mean, it's not like you're doing bong hits and then hitting canyons. Um, typically, those those activities are separated, and typically, if they're not separated, that's still illegal. <laughs> um, so, um, I don't think it in the states where it's um, you know, where if you look at Washington or Colorado or California or Canada, where I just was in Vancouver, um, I, I I think pot legalization only has positive impacts on 
all cultures. Um, and, and I think it naturally separates itself uh, from car culture. Uh, Gilad Goslin says, uh, what happened? Oh, well, what happens after the odometer once it hits all nines? Because I put that picture on Instagram with all nines and people thought that uh, it that meant something like it was going to do something else. But no, it's uh, Toyota odometers, whether it's a Corolla or a Lexus, any of these digital odometers. They stick at nines. There is nothing that happens. In fact, to get to a million miles, you wait till it turns all nines, and then you have to go to the switch over to the trip odometer and then drive an extra, you gotta drive one extra mile. It's very silly. Yeah. Uh, Travisio, Porsche 992 question. Have you seen one in the flesh, Peter? Yeah. Seen, I haven't seen one in the flesh. I've only seen... Well, I saw a, pro, a camoed prototype. That doesn't count. But otherwise, only pictures. Uh, has my opinion on it changed? My opinion on it won't be fully formed until I drive one. Have you? What do you think of the back end of the Porsche 992, Peter? Well, you know, I mean, it's been a succession of... Uh, uh, or an evolution of the design since, uh, you know, the 911s came out in, in, what, the early 60s. I think it was 62 yeah. or 63. Three. And um, I mean, they're a beautiful looking car. We we uh, drove in from from uh, Scottsdale this morning, and um, we passed a 911 uh, on the on the highway. And just, I mean, they're just a wonderful looking car. But what? That's a very that's that's a very pragmatic answer. I would say <laughs> I would say this this Arsha here. I can say Arsha. I'm ass on my show. This the way, the way that they paint the body underneath. This, it's not a diffuser. Whatever you call this, yeah, because si- it's not a diffuser. This middle yeah. like exhaust surround vent thing that they're doing. I don't know. It looks like a lot of like bustle, uh, a lot of bustle. A little Panamerish bustle in the bum. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this big black thing that has the silver underneath it. Like, and I think on some of the. On some of them, when it's fully blacked out under it, like is there one where it's? Fully- I do like that they've gone to the uh, wide um, rear fenders on on all Porsches now. Did you know that? Oh, that they're all the same they're width. All, they're all going to be the same width. It is so ups and downs yeah. for that one. Uh, see here, no, yeah, when the when no, is that blue under there? That's blue under there, right? Mm, I yeah. can't tell. It, when it's fully black, it's better. But I don't know. I think the the ass is really big on it. I I don't know. I'm sure what's going to happen is. It will soften as I get used to it. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like anything, you changes. Like, remember when the Cayenne came out and everyone yeah. was like, ugh. And now... Everybody loves it. Yeah, now everyone loves it. And, and Panamera came out, ugh. And I mean, now, you know, and so... And, uh, Taycan, the same thing. We'll, we'll see what... Taycan's going to be cool. I think it's going to be nice. It's yeah. going to be cool. Yeah. Is the... What's the... This Teslas and stuff are popular in Scottsdale, right? Yeah, they are very. Is there a uh, a proper EV structure there, like superchargers and stuff, or does everyone have their own garage? It doesn't matter. I, I have no idea because I don't have an electric car. <laughs> I was supposed to get a Tesla this week, but it got bumped a couple weeks. Uh, David, thank you for your donation. Who uh, who puts his donation towards driving the art? I like driving the art as well. I'm determined to drive my art every single week, even when I'm out of town, making it happen. Sean says, should I get a 991.2 Carrera T, which is a lovely vehicle, as a first Porsche versus a 991.1 C2S? So basically, should you get a Carrera S naturally aspirated or a Carrera, a Carrera with a turbocharger? Hmm. 
Peter. Well, turbos have come a hell of a long way since the original 930. I mean, that, that, uh, if you've ever driven the 930, that's the ultimate in turbo lag. Yeah, especially with a four-speed, which accentu- yeah, really exactly. accentuated. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, that car begged for a, for a five-speed. but uh, They got one at the end. Yeah, they did in the later versions. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a Porsche expert, so it's it's a question of what you like, uh, naturally aspirated or turbocharged. Yeah, here's here's what what I actually had the chance to line a, a, a last of the naturally aspirated up next to uh, the same car, but with the turbo motor, and it, the difference in acceleration was so comically ridiculous. You can't. You couldn't. I mean. Yeah. For just that one, I mean, yeah, obviously a different engine's a big difference, but like it felt like the NA car was dragging an anchor. And if you just drove the NA car in isolation, if that was the only car you drove and you just got in it and went for a drive, you'd go, well, this is lovely. It was great. And you wouldn't say, well, this needs something. But if you spend time driving that Carrera T, which is very light and has a really torquey motor uh, and has the rear steer and has the limited slip diff, uh, don't drive the NA1 after cuz you won't, you won't like yeah. you'll be addicted that the the shove of those turbo engines is quite addictive even yeah. even if you love NA you get in that Carrera T and you're going to go if it's T versus GT3 that's a different story but versus the Or smaller, GT3 RS Yeah no now you're now you're really you know going for it but Anyway, why don't you go for a GT2R? I think you'd enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, it's only three <laughs> times the price. Don't worry about it. Uh, last question: Adrian says, "Have you been seeing the Haggerty Barn Fine series? What do you think about seeing cars worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in dusty condition? It hurts my soul. What cool barn finds have you uncovered? <laughs> that, that's uncover a dream a, for all of us. Uncover a barn find? Uh, I'd love to. You know, you you go to the auctions. I go to all the auctions in Scottsdale and that." And sometimes you There's see always some a of, couple. Yeah, uh, you see some of these barn finds. Uh, you know, a Cobra four twenty seven yeah. or a three hundred SL Gullwing and that. And you go, why can't I find that barn? You got the sign. The sign on uh, the windshield says "Original Dirt, Do Not Wash." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love when they say that sign. I actually, I can't say I found a barn find, but like. I commissioned a person to, and they did. Like, I got a DeLorean out of a storage unit that had really? been there for, yeah, that had been there for like basically uh, 30 years, and it had wow. 2,000 miles on it, and it was stuck in a storage unit in San Pedro. Uh, the guy, the, the owner, was like upside down on the on the the loan or whatever he had and he just stashed the car away and kind of like disappeared and i was able to get the car and it was highly original but you know if you were going to drive it it needed some restoration and we restored it and and i uh i started driving it and i drove it a little bit and it's such a cool car it was a really neat car i drove it to pebble beach in 2014 to, to the concord week and i was probably the only delorean driving around in pebble beach and uh, I was able to uh, to sell it at a small profit, which yeah. was lovely, to uh, someone who is in Germany, in, in oh. Bavaria, and they drive wow. it around Bavaria now. Nice cool. little, nice yeah. little car, kind of, kind of a its its own little niche. Ultimately, didn't it didn't end up doing it for me, but but yeah, this guy just parked it in a storage unit, and it sat and collected dust. What was really cool was we, you know. Um, we uh, a lot of the body, all the bodywork and most of the interior and everything was was a, we had to redo the engine because it had been sitting and the guy didn't drink Torino fluid. Engine. Yeah, the PRV motor, yeah. but he didn't prepare it for yeah. long term storage. Yeah. So you got to replace a bunch of that kind of stuff. But 
the coolest thing was the glass because the the window glass it was a 30 year old car but the glass was like brand new really? it was the clearest because yeah. it, it hadn't been on the road because it hadn't been on the road yeah it was like clear because yeah. even a barn find car typically yeah. it's not stashed away when it's brand new it's mm. usually like got some miles on it so it was really cool that you was- asked about teslas earlier and uh, at concourse in the hills this year the um tesla car club uh, came in with about a dozen cars yeah and they asked me could we park with the deloreans because we you know we both have those gull wing doors oh the model x's yeah the model x's so we, we put the deloreans and the and, and the teslas together uh, bricklands deloreans uh 300 sls and teslas over there please yeah. you said you discriminate by door i don't like that it's door discrimination <laughs> I, I now I've I switched to uh, the scissor doors. Scissors doors. The scissor yeah. doors. Yeah. Oh, I prefer the scissor doors. What about the doors on the uh, M1? Remember those? The BMW. You yeah. mean the Z1? The Z1. The Z1 where, where they, they go fold down. it underneath. Oh. The, yeah. I mean. Man. You remember wonder. when you yeah. could buy a Z1 in Europe for like not yeah. a lot of money? Yeah. And now what are they worth now? To get one in America, yeah. it's got to be 75 or 80 grand. Yeah. I think I saw one that wasn't even that nice sell for like 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want one from like EAG, you know, those lunatics yeah. that sell like the world's most expensive BMWs, uh, I think they, you know, they had one that was like a hundred G's really, yeah, really expensive, yeah. but they're super cool. Yeah. Among cool the car. coolest doors. Well, yeah, I've never seen any other Z1 door like versus Kaiser Darren. Yeah. They go, yeah. The, the Kaiser yeah. Darren yeah. door in. that goes yeah. into the front fender Fenders, yeah. is not exactly a strong, yeah. uh, <laughs> not a good crash structure. Um, but these things have finally started to have their moment too. These were these weren't really selling for a while because they are super bizarre looking. But I finally saw one go for big money. I think this past year didn't didn't one at Pebble Beach finally get real money? Yeah, I think there was one at the Scottsdale auctions too. Uh, yeah, you know maybe RM or Gooding had it. I, I can't remember. It's really good yeah. if you happen to be a lady wearing a long skirt. Yeah, it's really, it's the most graceful vehicle you can get or, in and out or of. Or a right? short skirt. Or a short skirt. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, very cool. What do you want to plug before you get out of here, Peter? Next year's event? I want to plug next year's event. Next yeah. year's event? Yeah, 20, well, 2019 or 2020? February the 8th, 2020, Saturday, February the 8th. It's become uh, the biggest car show uh, of its type in, in Arizona. It's the only one on grass. It's um, concourinthehills.org. And right. so there's going to be some folks rolling their eyes at what you just said about grass. But in Arizona, <laughs> grass is a big deal. It, it there is a isn't deal. a lot yeah. of grass. And this around. is a beautiful park. If you go on our website, you can you can see it. It's around the lake with the, uh, I believe it's the highest fountain in North America. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, when they've got it working at full capacity, it's... Uh, I think it's 660 feet. We don't. When the show's on, we run it at a, a a lower height so that the cars don't get sprayed. Do they use it? They don't use it as a helicopter wash on the way in. <laughs> they just fly the helicopter right through yeah, it. Yeah, right. Land it. All right. Yeah. I like it. I think I'll have to. I'll have to make a plan now to come out. For, yeah, come on uh, out. 2020. I, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And then is it uh, what the first weekend, second, third, or fourth of every month? Uh, first Saturday of every month from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Scottsdale Cars and Coffee. It's actually called the Scottsdale Motorsports Gathering. Because Cars every- and Coffee is technically trademarked. Technically, yeah. <laughs> the guy who The guy who owns the trademark emailed me yeah. and wanted me to help him promote it. Yeah. And he he literally acted, I don't remember his name, but he acted 
that because he owned the trademark, he acted as if he had actually invented the concept of a cars and coffee, <laughs> yeah. and that he had to felt he had to explain to me what one was. It's very dumb. Yeah, we actually <laughs> it should yeah. be public domain. It, it is public domain. Cars and coffee is yeah. public domain. The logo is not, but, oh. but the name Cars and Coffee is in the public domain. You cannot. We. I mean, we looked into it. Yeah, um, and that makes is, this yeah. guy's email even funnier. I, I mean, there, there, there's hundreds of them across uh, yeah. across the United States. It can't be copyrighted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that that yeah. makes this guy's email <laughs> even funnier. So first Saturday. First Saturday of every month, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., and uh, totally where, free. Where is it specifically? Sorry. It is in the Scottsdale 101 Shopping Center on the corner of Scottsdale Road and Mayo Boulevard. It is a 1,200-car uh, uh, lot. Uh, we, we get uh, anywhere from a low of maybe 500 cars to a high of about 800 cars. That's crazy. Um, totally free to show your car. It's free for, uh, exhibit, uh, for spectators, free parking. Everything's free except the coffee. That's awesome. <laughs> You don't have to give away the coffee. Charge them for coffee. They can pay. I, I made that mistake once. Let them pay for the coffee. They do pay for the coffee. Peter Volney, thank you very much for joining us, thank sir. Thank you, man. Enjoy the rest of your time in L.A. in that thank you. lovely red RS7 of yours. <laughs> it's a good... If you have to drive from Scottsdale to Los Angeles, that is a fine... My wife's car. <laughs> is it? Well, your <laughs> yeah. wife has excellent taste. Yeah. I topped one of those things out in Nevada at like 190 miles an hour. Yeah. It was spectacular. Fabulous car. When you talk about turbos, the turbos on that make a hell of a difference. Oh, my God. Yeah. What an unbelievable engine. Yeah. Thank you for dropping by, sir. Thank you, I man. appreciate your time. See you guys next time. The Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a uh, microphone, a connection to the internet, and ideally something to say. Have a good afternoon, everybody.